Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, bringing help and encouragement to those dealing with real-life issues. To learn more, visit ConqueringSeedsOfDestruction.com. Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, and my name is Maureen Wild-Smith. Over the next few weeks, I will be sharing with you some of my podcasts that have made the list of being the best of conquering the seeds of destruction. Now, whether this is your first time hearing the podcast or you remember it from before, I pray that it will provide help and encouragement to you in your life. Now, I discussed a new seed that can cause havoc in a person's life, and that seed was the seed of peril. Now, within that seed, I discussed how people fall under perilous or dangerous conditions based on the weather, the pandemic, and many other things that the enemy can cause in a person's life. Many times, it becomes very hard to deal with because Although there may be an awareness of those conditions taking place, most people don't expect the devastating and heartbreaking events to happen to them. Now, they may see the tragedies on the news or maybe even with people around them, but never to a point where those situations actually happen to them. So today, I'm going to discuss the first root that can form from the seed of peril. And that root is the root of grief. So let's just go ahead and define it. Now, the more common meaning of grief means a deep sorrow, especially caused by someone's death. It also means agony or mourning. Now, another meaning of grief deals with trouble or annoyance or making trouble for someone. The meaning that I'm going to be using when dealing with the root of grief today is going to be the meaning of deep sorrow. So the scripture reference that I use comes from Revelation chapter 21, verse 4, which says, He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. And again, that's Revelation chapter 21, verse four. This is the comfort that each of us has is that God will remove all the suffering and pain and grief when we join him in heaven. Those of us who have accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior will be able to be restored back to a right relationship with him. And we will be able to live with him in peace and joy and comfort and unconditional love. Being able to leave this place, which is earth, and not to have to experience any more suffering should give each person that level of hope and anticipation that God has prepared a place for us to spend eternity, provided that we have trusted and believed what Jesus did on the earth. Prayerfully, people understand the conscious choice that is necessary to make, and they do not assume that they automatically have a one-way ticket to heaven. When a person is dealing with the root of grief, It can be very hard to handle 
regardless of how old you are or even your sex or even your ethnicity. The pain that a person feels from the loss of a loved one is universal. Many people may have different levels of pain, but in the end, pain is still pain, and it is hard to get past the hurt that is felt from that actual loss of a loved one. Although many people try to provide comfort or solace to a person who is grieving, Sometimes there's just no words that can be provided to the person who is in need to be comforted. When the wounds are fresh, all that a person can feel is the void that is in their life. And that is also what's in their heart too, that void that they feel. It will take some time to deal with. And no one really knows how long that pain will actually be or even take place. As time goes on, Some days may be better than others, but it doesn't mean that you think of them any less or that you don't feel the hurt inside. It just becomes a way of life and you try your best to move forward as best as you can. Sometimes it is not that you want to move forward, but it is because you know that you need to. And also the person that is gone physically from your presence would want you to move forward also. So let me just ask, how do you do that? How can you move forward without them? How can you put the pieces back to your life when you have been used to being either a couple or a spouse or a parent or you've lost a son or a daughter or even a best friend? Regardless of what title you have had and your loved one is now gone, it becomes hard to know what the next steps will be. It is at this time that you need to take the time to grieve and to feel what you are feeling. It is not important right now to have all the answers that you need regarding how to do a job or to take care of a home or to manage finances and etc. etc. But it is extremely important to feel what you feel and to allow yourself to grieve. It is also important to not allow yourself to be too closed up or isolated. At some point when you are ready, try to find someone that you can confide in and to share your feelings. Allow yourself to feel the hurt and pain. Allow yourself to cry and allow yourself to try to process it in your mind. This is a new chapter in your life. And regardless of what other people have gone through in their grief, it is still new for you to handle and to deal with. Please try to take things one day at a time and allow God into your heart. He already knows what you are feeling and what you are experiencing. And he wants to be able to take the pressure off of you so that you can find some rest and peace. Now, Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30 says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And again, that's Matthew chapter 11, 
verses 28 through 30. Now, as you begin to cry out to God, he will meet you right where you are and begin to surround you with his loving arms. I know that you may not believe that, but as time goes on and you continue to seek him, you will start to see that things may start to get just a little better each day. I can't tell you when or how long or what it will feel like, but you will know that things will start to feel different and you will start to feel better, even if it is a small amount of better and whatever that looks like for you. Please know that even in this stage of pain, the enemy will be working hard to cause more destruction in your life as if things can't already be bad enough for you. You just have to remember that the enemy doesn't care what you are currently feeling. He hopes that the feelings that you have going on will continue to spiral downward and become a toxic environment that you are in and possibly even cause damage to the people that are around you. That is why you will need at some point to start to make some small steps forward so that the enemy can't have his way to try to destroy you. So now let's go ahead and look at an example in the Bible with Ruth. So I'm going to start off and read Ruth chapter 1 verses 10 through 14. And this is going to actually come from the New King James Version. And so it says, and they said unto her, Surely we will return with thee unto thy people. And Naomi said, Turn again, my daughters, why will you go with me? Are there yet any more sons in my womb, that they may be your husbands? Turn again, my daughters, go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. If I should say, I have hope, if I should have a husband tonight, and should also bear sons, would you tarry for them till they were grown? Would you stay for them from having husbands? Nay, my daughters, for it grieveth me much for your sakes, that the hand of the Lord is gone out against me. And they lifted up their voice and wept again. And Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clave unto her. And again, that's Ruth chapter 1, verses 10 through 14. Now, as you can see from the scriptures, Naomi tried to convince Orpah and Ruth to go back to their homes and allow Naomi to go back to her land by herself. The young women initially had said that they would return with Naomi. Naomi tried to let them know that she wouldn't be having any more kids. Even if she did, she tried to let them know that they would have to wait a long time for them to grow up so that they could marry them. She later said that it grieved her that the hand of the Lord had gone out against her. Unfortunately, Naomi was experiencing a lot of grief and sorrow. It was bad enough that her family had left their land to go to Moab, which was a place that the Israelites were not getting along with. Then her husband dies, and later on, both of her sons die. All that she knew was taken away from her, and so she feels that it is important for her two daughters-in-law to go back to a place of familiarity 
than to go back to where Naomi lives. Naomi is in such a low state that she doesn't see any hope at all. When you are in the root of grief, it becomes very hard to see signs of comfort. It is already bad enough to deal with situations from the seed of peril, but the journey of perilous times are already stressful and draining and even debilitating. When the outcome from the seed of peril causes a person to lose their life, then you can run out of hope, causing that pain to deepen even more. If you can slowly start trying to place pleasant thoughts and memories of your loved one into those holes that you are experiencing in your heart, it really may be the surgery that you need to help mend your heart back together again. As I said earlier, feel any emotions that you need to feel. Then, as the days pass, instead of staying in the hurt, try maybe thinking of a fun time or a nice memory that will keep you uplifted, even if it is for a brief moment. Then, try it again. Remember, take small steps. Prayerfully, as time goes on, you will allow yourself to have the same amount of time on each emotion. Then maybe you can start committing more time with good memories and allow yourself to not feel the hurt as much as you felt the day before. Also, continue to keep seeking God and allowing him to heal your broken heart. He knows all of the pieces in your life that are taking place. And he wants you to seek him so that you can know that he hasn't left you and that he is with you every step of the way, even if it does seem like a very dark day at times. God wants you to feel whole again and to lean on his strength. Now, Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10 says, Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And again, that's Nehemiah 8.10. So step by step and day by day, try your best to spend some quality time with God. Many people are suffering, sometimes silently, because of the pain from the pandemic and weather and job losses and the loss of a loved one and on and on. But know that Jesus paid a price for all the things that have happened on the earth. Remember, with every stripe that he took on the cross, he did it so that you can be healed completely. And hold on to that. As you do that, he will place the right people into your life to give you also the comfort that you need, even if it is someone to listen to you. And I see I'm out of time, so please come back and see how things unfold and what God will do in our lives as we are conquering the seeds of destruction. Take care and stay safe, everyone. Bye-bye. Public author and speaker Maureen Y. Smith brings help and encouragement to deal with real life issues, giving you permission to live the life of abundance that God wants you to live, allowing peace, joy, and freedom to reign in your life. To book Maureen at your next event or small group, email conqueringseedsofdestruction at gmail.com. And to follow Maureen along in this radio journey, purchase your discounted copy of Conquering the Seeds of Destruction book and workbook at conqueringseedsofdestruction.com. That's conqueringseedsofdestruction.com.